Games Workshop and Amazing. Hosted by John Cornell, Danny McDevitt, Val Heffelman. I'm Dickie. It's Grim After Dark. What's up, guys? Welcome to Grim After Dark. Uh, we are Warhammer 40,000's only late night show. Uh, for some reason, hopefully by this point you guys have all guessed what that reason is, but you know I'm not going to say it out loud. Uh, my name is John, I'm here to misinform and entertain as we talk about the goings-on over the last week in the world of Warhammer, but it is a task so massive I cannot do it alone. Let's meet the team. Uh, first up, he's got a true bill of friendship and he's advised me to state that he brings a wealth of tabletop knowledge and experience to the table. It's Daniel Z. McDevitt. My middle name is Z. Yeah, what's, the Z? what's the Z stand for? Uh, if you got to ask, you don't know. Zed, actually, oh. funny story. <laughs> just, just Zed, got it. got it. Like Lord Zed from Power Rangers. You know, that's that's true. That is yeah. true. Uh, and last by no means least, uh, Val is still off a mandatory Valternity leave. Yeah. Uh, so we are joined uh, by the man behind the curtain. He's the guy responsible for everything you see that isn't just us talking. It's the master of the digital short. Oh, it's oh. Dicky. Is it just Dicky? That's, that's all. I'm just Dicky. Just Dicky. Just, yeah. just the Dicky. Legally, yeah. you won't let us tell everyone your full name, address, and tell your legal number. name, your yeah. phone number. I don't know. Does what does Canada have instead of a social security number? What's their equivalent? Socialism. We, we have a social. <laughs> we have a social insurance <laughs> number. Social insurance number. Yeah. yeah. The perfect uh, guys tonight. We have a full slate uh, for you as we're going to find out what we've been up to in the last week. And Danny, you and I actually did get up to something. It was insane. Uh, we are also going to be uh, going over the results of the universe-altering Battle of Ogram, uh, which why I didn't know it was called Ram before. Uh, I'll never know. Uh, and especially the new miniatures that came up from that. We're going to hit the low points of the community as we go around the net. We're going to answer the burning questions from our listeners' disturbed minds, and we're going to play a little Falcon Fiction bingo. Um, I'm a, I'm a listen in at the very end because we have a surprise treat for everyone with our newfound wealth uh, for the last minute and six seconds of the show. Uh, <laughs> and so, I just like to remind everyone, this is your fault. Wow! wow. I mean, we really we should do that every week. Uh, <laughs> in particular, we should thank uh, these people whose fault it is: uh, Sean, Marl, Chaz, Aaron, Mark. Bums, uh, Thora, Gannon, Schoolbus, Forty K, and Russell. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, our YouTube membership page where you can find every live stream after the fact, not this edited artistic stuff that Val likes to put out, uh, but the full stream um, as well as probably the video that we're going to play a minute and six seconds at the end of the episode here that I am just so very excited for. Uh, yeah. But now all of that shillings out of the way, let's get a state of play. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh. Five minutes is a little excessive for bumper length, Vicky. But, you know. why, 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 why did you start it like twelve seconds, seconds in? in. Like it's, like it's, it's just a it's just, just a thing, thing before, before and, and then twelve seconds. seconds. Well, I mean, if you don't like it, you can go make your own bumpers. Uh, yeah, I think I'm I think just, just going to cut the front. front. I did it for, for musical cue reasons, and that's all we need to know. Mm -hmm. uh, but we welcome to the part of the show we call mm -hmm. State of Play. We're going to recap oh. the high points and the lows of what we've been up to in the last week in the hobby. And as always, we <laughs> want our view warn our viewers that uh, there's going to be actual discussions of the game of Warhammer. I know 
That is not what you guys are used to from our fine show. Um, But I will warn you, Danny and I both played games this weekend, and I'm sure Dickie did a lot of hobbying too. Uh, But let's start with you, Dickie. What's been going on in your weird, wild world of Warhammer this week? I played two games on TTS. On TTS. I showed, I showed uh, my, uh, my good buddy, buddy uh, who is uh, an Eldar, Eldar player, player so, so he's not that good. good. Um, <laughs> I showed, I showed him, him how to play 10th edition, edition, actually, on the, on the weekend. weekend. Uh, uh, I ruthlessly beat him beat because, because he's an Eldar player, player because I didn't tell him any about the cool rules he could do. Other than that, no, everything was fine. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. You won by gaslighting. Good job. Yeah, it was amazing. Nice job, Ricky. Yeah, I did it. Danny and I, we both attended uh, our first 10th edition RTT at Tier 1 Cards and Games up here in beautiful Anchorage, Alaska, mm-hmm. uh, where we were very careful to uh, comply with the store owner's new table policy oh, um, oh. of not putting drinks on the tables because they, they got very expensive new magic tables. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we were very careful about that. Oh, uh, Dickie, apparently you're, you're echoey. Uh, I just Sorry. hear your lovely am note. I, am I better now, guys? Thanks, Who knows? Alex. Who knows? Uh, Danny, this is going to be to the surprise of no one, but you did significantly better than I did. So I'll probably start and we'll end on a high note here. Um, I mm. took Necrons. Uh, no, no secrets, guys. I haven't loved Warhammer for the past three months. Uh, the end of ninth was terrible. Um, and then my first uh, little forays into 10th were into Danny uh, playing Dark Angels. He re-rolled everything uh, into mm-hmm. my guys that just died. Uh, but I took it's Necrons true. this time, uh, and I took basically Warrior Bricks, and then just reinforced those bricks so they will never die. And let me tell you, that plan worked fantastically. Those Warrior Bricks did never die. Uh, oh. Unfortunately, they also did nothing else. Uh, they oh. certainly survived, uh, but they didn't actually do much of anything uh, else. But John, shouldn't that yeah. be enough for you to win the game? I mean, sure. Uh, I think the kids call it a skill issue, uh, where no. it doesn't if you don't do things. But no, um, I ended the event 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Uh, I won one, draw, drew one, and lost one. Uh, my win was a very close uh, 70-69 win, uh, and it was a really amazing game. It's a terrible mission, to be fair, because it gave me like a 31-point uh, swing on one turn. Uh, oh. But really loving this Necron army and the way it plays. John, yeah. tell me about yeah. your draw. My draw. Uh, so I played this kid. I hadn't met him before the event. His name was uh, Derek Rickards, uh, yeah. and he had brought... Uh, Tyranids down, uh, and uh, like a lot of uh, big gribblies, so like a lot of Mollocks, a lot of um, Trigons, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, it was, yeah, basically big bugs into uh, lots of unkillable dudes, and it ended in a wonderful and completely legit 69-69 draw. Amazing. Um, probably one of the best, highest scoring games I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, ama- amazing. It seems like you guys both benefited from that 69 69 draw actually uh we didn't because uh at the end of the game it was 69 60 to me um but looking through some things uh that derek had forgotten to do in his last turn we decided it would have been a tainted victory and the only way to make it fair was to make it a draw my score was naturally 69 so it was brought up to that okay uh, like I said, in a regular competitive tournament, no, we wouldn't do that. But for you, like uh, our very first game and our very yeah. first tournament in tenth edition, uh, when randomly on turn three, we both decided we were going to play gambits, uh, picked completely at random, um, regardless of the board state at the time. Uh, it was <laughs> it was a, it was a good experience, and I, I'm hopeful Derek stays in the community and comes out more. 
Um, yeah, I hope he keeps, it seems like he's got a promising future at the young man. Yeah, oh. young man. Yeah. I think he he works for for budget rent a car. Uh but anyway, <laughs> Danny, uh you did a little bit better than one one and one. Yeah, I had a great event. Um <clears throat> uh I bullied my way into a vic- several victories. Um uh <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? I really represented Art of War well, I think. <laughs> guys, turns out you can just put any team name you can on there. You whatever team you want in here, you guys. And there's wow. like literally there's no affiliate with them. You can just type in Art of War and uh, you can <laughs> put that in as your team. I'm hoping I get a, like a message from Nick or John or, or someone and just be like, dude, what are you? What, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> simply tell him that after his fifth beer you, he said it was okay yeah yeah he like, told me i could do it anytime i wanted to actually <laughs> yeah um uh so uh i i ended up taking the event uh which was great um felt good i played against uh let's see first we started with chaos space marines which were actually surprisingly deadly um i haven't played against them before let me I tell you against- how much i play against chaos space marines too how much i hate the freaking um well, what's their special thing called again there's a lot of special oh, like blessing <laughs> yeah what, like what's the, it called Nikki? you play dark, dark fact yeah the dark yeah. pact I, yeah i was ready to scream and throw a table out the window uh, if i heard the word dark pact one more time why because like, they have to do it every time they <laughs> they, yeah. they don't have to but they choose to quite yeah. often <laughs> it's uh i've killed my forge fiend uh three times now in three separate <laughs> games so i gotta tell you <laughs> Uh, Dark, uh, Dark Pacton is a bit of a dicey situation when you have hazardous mm. weapons. Uh, yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Uh, my opponent failed exactly zero of those checks, um, and then I played against uh, uh, I played against Gray Knights, um, which was a pretty tough matchup. Um, but uh, I managed to pull that one out too. Um, and then finally, uh, I played against uh, my friend Tim and his Chaos Knights with some Demon allies. And that was even harder. Um, but Tim made some mistakes, um, and I was able to capitalize on those pretty well, um, which helped me to pull the W. How do you so, feel? Yeah, good times. How do you feel about a list uh, where 900 points of it is solely characters? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely had some bad units. Uh, like, I didn't really like, I took a unit of six Blade Guard veterans with a chaplain, and like, they were really bad. Um, but they ended up like, doing some pretty clutch shit i heroic intervene i heroic intervened into a into uh like a carnivore and one, one of the knights that has like the melt gun and the close combat weapon and uh i managed to like almost kill the carnivore and then it fluffed its next attacks and so like that squad ended up living way longer than it ever should have nice. and they managed to take down the carnivore and then also do a bunch of damage to one of the other knights so it was pretty cool Danny's flawless results against Chaos Knights continues. Thankfully, past mm-hmm. more than just I'm three and zero versus Chaos Knights. That is true, uh, and one and zero versus Spirits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, with that out of all our games being played, we're going to pull up our league table. Uh, newer listeners or new viewers might uh, realize that Danny, Val, Dickie, and myself putting ourselves in a league table of uh who is best uh this is pretty much i think how it's going to stay for the year but that's okay uh yeah. we are ranking each <laughs> other and wins losses draws with the tiebreakers being event wins uh danny 
any words after one event shooting right to the top there, uh, yeah. right over Val and Dickey. Yeah, just you know, uh, I'd like to point out that I think draws are significant and uh, they should be counted for something. Um, yeah, they're counted for fourth. <laughs> oh, well, okay. you definitely have the most draws. You also have the most, you know, we should have some other categories in here, like um, tournament with total points equaling 420, uh, yeah. 69 point games. I think yeah. that those are really valuable. Um, <laughs> the best. Like, uh, gambits achieved. Gambits oh, achieved. That's the worthwhile category one. to grade people on. So I think we could, I think we could kind of like, you know, uh, jazz us up, jazz us up a little bit, and make it a, a little bit, a little bit cooler. Yeah, guys in chat or, or listeners at home, let us know what categories do you want to see added to the Grim After Dark leaderboard? Uh, preferably ones that aren't based on skill, wins, or losses. Uh, would be entirely preferable. Uh, preferable for fourth place, John. Uh, that's about enough of talking about the boring stuff. Let's get onto the the news, the breaking news uh, in the battle of in the battle of Ogram. Cut away, Dickie, because you hate how long all of this is. Maybe put up the right slide, though. Uh, Perfect. (laughs) No. Um, (laughs) Games Workshop announced the winner in the intergalactic struggle in Ogrim. And regardless of what this meme we're looking at says, uh, where GW would at the last minute, uh, Harry Potter style, just award more points to Gryffindor (laughs) and just have Space Marines win. Uh, Tyranids, in fact, won the campaign. Uh, Danny, yeah. this is the result of uh, a flyer pretty much being put in every single Leviathan box that came out. Uh, true. Asking you to to basically vote for a side, uh, Tyranids or Ultramarines. What are your takes on this as kind of the, their marketing method or kind of as a, a thing connected to the Leviathan box? Well, um, it's certainly going to make any Leviathan boxes that people pick up now seem a little lackluster since the campaign that's in the box is now over. Um, <laughs> but uh, since Leviathan was a limited release box, I don't really count on that being a, a very significant number of people being bummed about that fact. Um, I'm excited that they decided to let Tyranids win. I think that's very nice of them. Because even with just a six-point swing, there's like literally nothing that could have stopped them from just flipping the two numbers. There's no like independent audits. There's no. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of sad Space Marines didn't win because I would make an entire series of shorts on how the election was stolen and all that other kind of fun yeah. stuff. But John, yeah. if you just flip the numbers, it would be seventy-four to thirty-five or thirty-five, and that's way more than a hundred percent. Wait, I got I got something for this just. <laughs> Oh, okay, here we go. You ready? Yep. <laughs> you know what I meant. Um, but uh, to the victor goes the spoils, and we're not talking about the hilariously named Team Ogram, um, but the Tyranid faction winning, and we got an entire preview of brand new Tyranid models and some awful reimaginations of existing Tyranid models. Uh, Danny, take oh, us through what on. we saw yeah, here. Every single model is a direct increase in value and beauty than any other model that came before them. Like, they're all better than their previous models. Why did the Pyrovore lose its wine cannon? 
Because that was a stupid gun, John. It was, was not. Do you know how hard yeah, I had to practice stupid painting? Model. Did you see that stupid smirk the model has on its face? Like <laughs> yeah, the old one? I painted dumb. three of them. You know how long yeah, I perfected painting green and blue veins on the side of the cannon? I'm very yeah, disappointed. I won't. Uh, Disflux in chat saying, uh, we don't like the new D. McCarran? Well, it's not a demon character. Yeah. Well, else. yeah, it is. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> it is so is. The other one, the assimilator, is absolutely a demon Karen. Yeah. There, there's That's absolutely there's no conspiracy about the fact that Dima Karen was delisted from Forge World and then this guy comes mm-hmm. out. Um, uh, because there would be a whole lot of people. Well, I think there's still gonna be a whole lot of people who are gonna have accounts as uh Norn Assimilator, uh that's just the Dima Karen. Um, but Danny, overall thoughts, you think it's a giant upgrade? Like I said, I like the Lictor. I'm not very sure about the Neurolictor. Um, I think the posing on that's like a little weird. It looks like it's walking like one of the like the the woman from Mars attacks. Um, I think that it's probably uh, like I, I think it's supposed to be like frozen and it's kind of like coming out of like being cloaked and it's going to slash somebody up. I feel like that's not the kind of the pose, okay. not some kind of sexy walk like other like people seem to. Yeah, that's just like not my thing. Like I don't see a Tyranid model and go. Oh, that's trying to be sexy. It just looks like someone photoshopped Lady Gaga out of a stage show and put it on a Warhammer battlefield. <sighs> just, I mean, maybe if she was doing like a Geiger show or something like that, I would agree with that. But I just, I, I don't, I don't see it. Are you saying a Lady Geiger? Yeah, a, a Lady Geiger. <laughs> like, yeah, perfect. Uh, what we we got the reveal of what all the Tyranid models are. Of course, this implies that there's a shock a whole bunch of space marine models to come yeah um what 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 kind of thing do you think they were going to show off for space marines oh uh probably some kind of new dreadnought um maybe a new tank maybe a primaris flyer i think a new Um, lieutenant model would probably be in the cards oh yeah that makes sense i mean there is they just i mean they released a multi-part lieutenant kit so yeah but he was like in in the shit lieutenant they need like a really pomp and circumstance lieutenant and in you know i'd like to see some gravis armor other characters like a chaplain or a librarian i think that'd be cool um and then um new a full stern guard kit would be dope Mm -hmm. um and a full terminator kit no, those would be both be great kits to see. I think uh, they would be showing off the jump pack Primaris that you saw in the oh, Dawn yeah. of War three or the Dawn of War three, the Space, Space Marine, Marine two trailer. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, well, a big centerpiece model, probably just a tank, maybe just a repulsor with a different turret. It's not rocket science, guys. They're all boxes with like just new things stapled onto them. Yeah. What What is left from the baby Marine range that hasn't been Primarified? The Zorino has been updated to the Impulsor, like the other tanks been updated to the Gladiators. What what's left? Do you think do you think the Impulsor is more of a Razorback or a Rhino? I think it's more of a Rhino. So do you think that they should get a Razorback kind of a thing? Don't, those are the Gladi yes, are Gladi. No, those are the Predator. Yeah, but they can't transport guys. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, the, cause maybe. The, maybe. Yeah. Um what else? Uh uh, Jean-Philippe Lafon saying everything with a jump pack plus a new whirlwind type. Ooh, a Primaris whirlwind would be cool. And they would also explain why they got rid of all the Forge World whirlwinds. That would that would that would be true. Sad um, times. Uh, God, there's there's just a, there's a ton of stuff that they like. I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of chapter specific models that need to get primaris primarified too. Yeah. Um, 
it'd be cool to see some chapter upgrades for different chap for for some of the chapters uh with that fit the new kits so like a terminator upgrade sprue for like a bunch of different things would be pretty cool yeah. um but and and then some new primaris characters i think uh i think would be good uh like reimagining of older characters primarified would be uh would be great i would love how to long see that. until a servitor goes through the rubicon primaris <laughs> and gets up by 20 percent i don't think that's how it works i'm pretty sure i know the lore here um <laughs> okay, yeah. but just in case i really don't know uh that's about all the hobby positivity we can take for this week. It's been a super busy week around the net. <laughs> wow. uh, so let's check Why? out. Why do we have to stop being positive? Oh, no, we'll still be positive. It would be really annoying, but also be slightly backhanded at the same time. Uh, there was there was majors. Uh, there was a lot of opinions. Uh, but let's round them up. Let's go around the net. Cut it off. Cut it off. Right, I cut it off goes, so fast. It goes so long. <laughs> Go so long, yes, yeah, Sherman Messer. Uh, more bikes would be cool, or option options for the bikes. Oh, please. attack bikes, yeah, even just a sidecar. They, they have oh, those, I guess, ATVs, yeah, all the same. I want three, maybe some more options for the gun on that kit would be cool too, and maybe not make it like a easy fit or snap fit kit because that's what it is right now, easy to build. Uh, well, guys, welcome to Around the Net, the part of the show where we dive deep into the dank drivel the internet provides, and this week. Well, this week we started the Tacoma Open. Uh, the Tacoma Open this year was won by Steve Trimble and his Custodes. Uh, the final was Custodes Custodes, which means if you were worried about like Towering or Aldari or any of that other stuff, either, uh, they won't fix shit now. Uh, but Danny, Tacoma Open, uh, the first thing that popped up uh, when I searched for this what was this picture here uh, of the terrain layout of a Tacoma Open table. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on, on this terrain? Seems great. I'm excited to play on these tables. So here's the thing that you don't see on the tables because it doesn't come through well as the plexiglass. I think that that, like uh, I think it's hard to see exactly how big those footprints are, but they're pretty extensive. Um, I think it's a problem for towering models, but other than that, they're totally fine. I think these tables are great. Mm -hmm. As much as I'm loath to admit that Mike Brand has done something right, why Uh, do you think? uh, And again, we also want to thank our friends at GW who support us. But why do you think it is? The people were so visceral towards this because, I mean, you're right. When you look in there, um, using the new terrain rules, using mm-hmm. the plexiglass footprints, that's a pretty good table now. Um, why do you think the reaction was so visceral to it? Oh, simple, John. People are giant babies and they don't like things. And when they don't get their milk, they cry about it on the Internet. They cry and they cry and they cry and they whine and uh, they say, no, we should use WTC instead. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you said uh, knights would have some issues with this uh, coming out of day one. Uh, uh, no, I mean, I people would have issues with knights on this on these tables. Oh, so even better because I was saying people did have issues with knights with uh, I think something like thirty-one undefeated um, after day one, with about a third of those being knight players. Uh, none of those knights, though, made really the top cuts at all, Danny. Why do you think that is? Because if you bring a skew army and you you fight somebody who actually either a knows how to play or B has the tools to defeat the skew, then you're probably not going to win. And all knights, by definition are skew armies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the Pacific Northwest though. Are you surprised that someone was able to counterplay knights? So here's what I'll say about that. I mean, there's lots of people that came from other places to this tournament, but the tournament, the top four ended up being 
three out of four people being from the Pacific Northwest. So um, I feel like Pacific Northwest met it pretty good. Nice. Pretty good. Huh. Awesome. Uh, with the top, are we going to see any further fixes to non-winning armies? Because, again, we've had a lot of people still complaining. Some people saying the Aldari changes didn't go far enough. The towering changes had the issues. There's a couple more things around the game that aren't necessarily related to armies that were in the top four. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think the results coming out of Tacoma, which is the largest 10th edition tournament in the world so far, um, will lead to less of these issues being fixed because it's going to be seen as a balanced game state? Hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that I think that we need to pay attention less to individual events and more to overall data trends. I think that those are more valuable yep. and provide a greater insight to which things are actually broken. And those are the things that we should make decisions on on data, not on anecdotal tournament wins by double custode like double custode final game like weird shit like that. Yeah, uh, I will. It was a six round event, Danny. I will have you know that. Sure. So all, all data there that needs to be. Uh, speaking it's of not anecdotal anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of nights, I pulled this guy here from a Reddit right after the the, the hubbub happened with the towering changes and the points increases. <laughs> Let me go through here. Um, he said, "So I've heard this said in my local game stores in more than one podcast, which doesn't really count, guys, because there's like eight thousand podcasts out there per state." Uh, yeah, every forty k player, by definition, has a podcast. Has a podcast. I, I don't yeah. know if you guys know that or not. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I stopped yeah. telling people I did after they were like, "Oh, me too," because uh, I knew as soon as they said that, I would lose. But anyway, several <laughs> times, uh, I really don't understand it either. It's usually some form of knight shouldn't be a faction because all of those vehicles are too much skew, and it's just a stat check for the opponent. Uh, shout out stat check. I'm not really going to argue against exactly. that. Against that, because although I disagree, I understand that position. What I don't understand is that big vehicle or monster spam lists exist for multiple factions. So if knights were removed, you still have that as a thing in the game. You can take all monoliths, tesseract faults, or forge world titanic models, guard, tyranids, and demons commonly take all giant model spam. So is the feeling of disliking knights as a faction stated wrong? And is it actually meant to mean I don't think monster match or vehicle spam should exist as an army list? I'm going to pause there and let you answer that, Danny. Oh, yeah. Hey, I've got lots of thoughts on this. First of all, John, I'm going to, I'm going to recant my previous statement. That yeah. You're right. This isn't a stat check. This is like 50% more positive than anything I've ever heard on stat check. And it's a whine <laughs> about nights. <laughs> so, but. Oh, I got, I got something for that. Give me, give me a second. I got some of that. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Lefty, Thank you. Lefty, yeah, lefty. you got a laugh um <laughs> but yeah i kind of agree i think that shouldn't be an army in the game. <laughs> to be quite honest with you i think it's a stupid army and i think it kind of it's it's like it's bad for the game when it skews things so heavily and i don't think knights should be able to take allies um if they are going to play knights because then it like takes away the skew portion of that so you can have a couple of little scoring units. So like the only disadvantage that they had doesn't actually exist anymore. So, so I feel yeah, I think, I think it's bad for the game. Um, I don't like skew armies in general. Um, and yeah, I think they're, I think they're stupid. I think knights should exist, but I think they shouldn't exist in their current form. I think they should be set up much more yeah. akin to Bretonians, say in fantasy where you have the knights and you have the big models, but you also have to take retinue and you have to take, like squads of being or things you know that kind of the 
the the servants who look after or clean the armor and they kind of walk alongside like the the engines of war or, or like maybe little prayer units like i'm saying they like to expand the army past just the big models i understand the appeal like as a night player i understand the appeal and i had a lot of fun tail end of ninth of that but playing 10th like i haven't enjoyed any of my games with knights uh taylor friend of the show frequent guest they have said that they had well, actually, as Taylor, they, they have never enjoyed nights, but they always gaslight themselves into thinking that they will. Um, <laughs> but I think it's an army that needs expansion past the, the giant monsters. And I said, I think some retinue yeah. or, or some people would really go a long way for that. Um, like, thank you, what I about never you? found like the 13 war dog list like actually fun to play against ever. Like, and that's even just little guys. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I totally get it. Sorry, I, mean, Nikki, it, I didn't mean to jump in. Right no, it was good. I was going to say it, okay. it was fun to play, but at the same time, it was a stat check army because if you couldn't handle the fact that I had like eight war dogs running at you as quickly as possible in order to kill you in close combat, uh, right. then you just lost. Uh, and the, like, yep. while that was sort of fun for me, I can see why that wasn't. And some of my best games with that army were like into salamanders with a lot of Malta or into mm-hmm. other nights or things that were actually posing a challenge and not just kind of curb stomping new people. Uh, sure. end of ninth. By the way, everyone who's like, you know, screw 10th, I'm going back to 9th as it was. Please remember how awful 9th was um, <laughs> at the end. Uh, it was it was bad. No one wants to go back to that. Dickie, uh, what do you think about Knights? Should it be an army? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I play, currently I play a, an army that has a lot of answers for Knights. So for me, when I see a Knight player, I'm like, oh, perfect. I can I can deal with the that the army, but I can definitely see some armies that uh, really struggle into that matchup. So I can understand the frustration, especially uh, if we go back to the tables that we saw. Right, like, I mean, uh, knights are getting the getting to shoot all game uh, if they have the ability to. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I can I can see, but I we're we're still in a, a new part of the edition. Uh, we still have the Eldar boogeyman, uh, you know, beating everyone down. So yeah, man, I, I, we got a lot to we got a lot of growing to do in this edition. So I'm I'm I'll wait for it, uh, wait for that to see what happens after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to our next one here, GW sent this out to all of their fun, beautiful wholesalers and retailers. <laughs> uh, dear customer, as a result of a quality issue, we are going to refund all copies of the chapter approved Leviathan mission deck. Uh, please yep. do not sell this product to your customers and we suggest you offer them a refund for what you have sold recycle whatever remaining stock you have this of course coming from a place where there was a misprint and the back of two cards was completely incorrect uh, therefore making it very easy to spot um, yeah. I'm using this sort of as like a jumping off point here for you guys uh, the new missions are, are sort of the the it's sort of like this is going to sound overly negative because I do enjoy the missions but like kind of putting lipstick on a bag of shit uh like yes you yeah you have cards and yeah you have different things to do but in essence real similar to kind of end of ninth right i'm just trying to, i'm just trying to understand why you didn't say lipstick on a pig is lipstick on a pig? i just i really hated the normal? end of, i really i really hated the end of ninth oh, okay. <laughs> all right so the missions are interesting i I don't like ones that add additional objectives. I think that that's Danny, pretty stupid. I was going to say, oh. both of us went to the TO at the end of the game three on Saturday at the RTT. I went, please never run this mission that we both won, but please never run this mission again. It is awful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, the one where you add objectives was fine, but the one where you move objectives is really, really annoying. Um. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I, I didn't, I didn't quite like that. 
Um, yeah, and free radio Armageddon, um, we absolutely uh, did use um, like the ones from the uh, Leviathan uh, mission pack. So mm-hmm. like they were the set combinations, but we drew, I don't know, whatever it is, football or, or whatever it's called, where you have six objectives in the middle and you can move them or four objectives in the middle and you can move them all towards like your opponent's board edge and you get more points based on how close they are. Servo skill. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Servo skills. Thanks. I just, I just, that mission just wasn't super fun for me. No. Um, I just had to control objectives and like I had nothing but warrior spam. So I just moved forward, didn't die and moved objectives forward. Right. Yeah. Uh, It wasn't great, but what are your thoughts on using cards? uh for the missions i like the secondaries yeah. as well that's fine with me i, I like i like those um dicky what do you think i i was actually uh a bit worried when i first started because I, I didn't play with the was it the tempest deck what did they call it before tempest of uh, tempest of war yeah, yeah. tempest yeah. So I never played with that uh, in that edition with the cards, so I was a bit concerned. But actually, after my first couple of games, it, I, it was relatively intuitive. Uh, getting a CP back and being able to change them on the fly was uh, easy and, and intuitive. Uh, you can totally just draw awful cards, mm-hmm. <laughs> which which does happen, and it's a huge feel it bad. sucks. Uh, so maybe, I don't know, if there's like a fix for that or if... if um, if you can take two objectives out, I don't know what the magic button like thing is, but yeah, like yeah. customize your deck a little bit. I a think WTC bit. did that um, before. I thought that was fine. Um, yeah, for, for that style of play. Um, no, I thought I thought it's it's actually a fun system. I do enjoy the missions. It it's actually it breathes a, a kind of a fresh uh, fresh new take on mm-hmm. the game, which is nice uh, mm-hmm. since we played Ninth Edition, uh, and some people didn't like it. Um, so I think I think the the card system is a lot of fun. I'm okay with it, but I think there needs to be some refine uh, community mm-hmm. refinement or GW refinement. I don't know what that is. What's I'd a... really love, rather be GW refinement. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I, I mean, I just would rather stuff come from an official source. Um, like, mm-hmm. but I understand why community involvement may have to happen because I don't know if they're interested in fixing it to the level that like you and I might ne- that you and I might want or I want, any of three of them. Yeah, my want. goal and I think everyone's goal here, I would imagine, is everyone wants to play the same game. Right. Yeah. I don't I don't want right. to have to go to somewhere else and all of a sudden I have to oh we're not we we play it like this here. Oh crap, okay. Uh I, I want to play the same game and you're right, GW involvement would 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 uh make that happen, right? It's like the the yeah. early days of like the ITC mission pack where like some store you would play like ITC and that's what you practice and get good at, and then you would go to another store and it'd be like, Well, it's an eternal war mission and you had to almost relearn <laughs> an entire game. Yeah. Um yeah. speaking of of new things we added in here, what are your guys' thoughts on gambits? Uh, gambits are the the new thing that was was put into these missions it's a set of like mm-hmm. four four different outcomes for attacker and defender randomly drawn you draw one uh, and you can choose to score that instead of primary for your last two turns uh, <laughs> thoughts on gambits uh, i i have some but i'll let you guys go uh i don't i don't care about them i've never <laughs> used one i couldn't see myself ever using one i think that they're probably i mean if people want to do them that's fine i don't really care but like to me i just i don't know they seem they're so difficult to achieve it'd be yeah. nice if they were a little bit easier mm-hmm. but less points i it, think that would be generally cool. they're harder to achieve and there's a dice roll element 
so you could yeah. just like not get anything uh, which would suck for for me if you're losing to the point where you need to go to a gambit you don't have enough units to successfully do the gambit um so like and that's sort of what i found like i said the, the first game i played against that um merit guy god i forgot his name anyway like the tyranid player yeah. Yeah. um cool uh the tyranid player like we just randomly drew gambits and the one i pulled was uh i had to have uh, at least four units in close combat with four other units at the end of the game. Um, which, cool, you know, I'm, uh, my Necrons are not going to die, so I can probably do that. But even then, I had to roll a dice for each unit, and it only successfully was held up at a 4+. plus. So it's like the the pube hair thinnest of margins to actually succeed at the gambits. Uh, and then again, like I said, you need to have so many op- available units and options to go that if you're choosing to do that, it's almost like it feels to me if you're choosing a gambit, you're winning by a little too much and you're going to take that to make things a little bit more interesting and make it a little bit fairer. Maybe you're a less skilled opponent. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm the only I, one here who's taking gambits. I, I I forgot they existed, I think, for the last 10 games of 10th edition that I played. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I think you like what you said. Uh, you're often losing like I know this is going to be a shock to people, and I know GW said uh, this edition is very lethal. <laughs> it is very killy, and I find that the games are generally figured out after turn two, turn three, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. at that point, I don't think a gambit's going to get you much more uh, or no. or get you close to contesting. Right? So it was yeah. it was an interesting thought, and I I did hear I think it was Mike Brandt explain why. Uh, gambits uh, would be used but it just I think it's just the game is just too lethal at the moment uh, it's a great concept poorly executed and I can't think of a better metaphor for Warhammer 40,000 at times Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm excited for the future I'm hoping that gambits uh, turn into thing maybe you can only take it if you are behind in points maybe you can only you know like there, there's different conditions to, to unlock the gambit so they're easier yeah um uh, uh memo man telling us in chat his last two games of this last lethal edition he had he had his opponent's table, yeah, by turn table three. By third. It, it's really it's quite honestly i watch a lot of 40k with uh with coaching team canada and games are generally figured out after turn three so I think it's pretty lethal. This is a very lethal edition of 40k. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, next up here, uh, we have uh, this wonderful thing I found again on Reddit. It said, could an AI be used to balance the game? Danny, uh-huh. some thoughts on this. No. <laughs> it says, I'm thinking, since GW seems to suck at balancing the game, perhaps the time is ripe for AI to do it. Uh, there is already math hammer that can be used to determine a unit's effectiveness. Maybe AI could help to determine points value by crunching a unit's effectiveness across a vast number of possible situations and also be used to determine if a unit should be nerfed or buffed and how each nerf or buff would alter the game. What do you guys think? (laughs) I think Danny said it already. What? (laughs) (laughs) There's math hammer to determine how good a unit is? Come on. Dice games, man. Uh, I, I love the idea that in the future we'll all just be praying to this one um, central server. Uh, they'll be like, please, please just buff <laughs> my guys. Votan, John. Yeah, just be Votan in the way. Uh, I did take their advice, though. I did go to an AI, uh, an internet AI service. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I did ask it to make the most complicated, convoluted version of Warhammer 40,000 uh, possible. Uh, and I do have, I did have our, our friend Robo Peter the Falcon uh, read out what that would look like in a hundred words or less. Each model must okay. be painted to tournament standards with at least five different paints before deployment. Roll 456 dice to determine each model's 17 unique stats. Oh, Movement geez. requires chart lookups and D100 rolls to maneuver around terrain. Shooting uses tables for hit location, armor saves, wound charts, and instability. Charging takes 2D6 rounds to connect with overwatch and reactions. Melee requires opposed rolls for each attack with modifiers, rerolls, and stratagems. Morale, psychic powers, vehicles, monsters, and objectives each have their own complex subsystems. Playing the mission and tabulating victory points takes 12 hours. Tear down, <laughs> argument over rules, and repacking adds another 36 hours. Games oh, can last up to three days. So the, at least they kept the, the large portion of the game is just arguing with your opponent afterwards <laughs> yeah, about sounds how it like went. It, yeah. right? Um, but... 10th edition was sold to us as simplified, not simple. Yeah. We're now about a month into the edition. Danny, do you think they've kind of met that that design um, that design goal? Uh, no. <laughs> what 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 is what is uh, what is the edition then? In one sentence, how would you describe the edition? This edition is simple, but it People still has many of the problems that previous editions suffered from. What is the most glaring problem for the edition right now? I'd say lethality, probably, hmm. still. I think it's less lethal uh, in some ways, but more lethal in others. Yeah. Um, so like, I think AP is generally down across the board. It'd be nice if AP was down further for shooting attacks. Um, cause some of the, there's a lot of, still a lot of like AP four and AP three shooting attacks, but very few AP three or four melee attacks. Mm -hmm. So I guess I would like to see those kind of evened out. Like I, but I want to err on the side of less AP than more than like bringing melee weapons up. Yeah. AP. Well, yeah. we'll so, move. Moving moving on from that here, Danny, I pulled this one in just because of your visceral <laughs> hatred reaction to it when it came up in one of our group chats here. Um, we have, uh, let me help you here so you can properly swallow the bile. Thanks. Uh, we have Dr. Manhattan. Uh, sitting oh, is that who that is? Uh, he says, it is 2017. I am playing a new, less lethal, less complicated edition of 40K that is neither of these things. GW is sorry. Then in the next panel, he says, it is 2020. I am playing a new, less lethal, less complicated edition of 40K that is neither of these things. GW is sorry. And finally, he's sitting on a rock, just wang, hanging to the wind. <laughs> and he says, it's 2023. I'm playing a new, less lethal, less complicated edition of 40K that is neither of these things. GW is sorry. Uh, Danny, what elicited such anger from you about this? Because it's stupid. Like, the first two panels are just dumb, factual. I mean, they're just wrong. Like... Okay, eighth edition was not more simple like than seventh edition. I would say it's probably about the same amount. The thing you have to remember is like, yeah, there's a lot less rules and detachments weren't weren't as much of a thing. But then remember how you made command points based on the detachments that you brought. So you were trying to do that. So army building was way more complicated. I think um, 
also like stratagems were added to the game um which was huge so uh, like i think that's stupid i also think the game was far more lethal in eighth edition than it was in seventh edition in general um uh and then you end up because it was designed to be that way. Eighth edition was designed to be more lethal because people were sick of the death stars from seventh edition being so unbelievably difficult to kill. Mm-hmm. Now we move to the ninth edition panel, which is just again, wrong. Ninth edition was supposed to be more complicated than eighth edition. I mean, you're looking at all of all the additional rules that they added many more stratagems. Like normally you had two pages of stratagems in, in, in codexes in eighth edition. Uh, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're looking at four minimum plus whatever other supplemental ones that you were allowed to bring as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a huge amount more of stratagems. Also, you had faction secondaries, so it's just more complicated. And the lethality really wasn't tuned down. Now we're in tenth edition. Lethality is admittedly to me tuned down comparatively to ninth. I think, um, but it's still very, it's still too lethal, I would say. And it is, it is, it is simpler though. So that one is the most true panel of the three panels. Meaning do, you think that, when, do you think when they said less lethal, they just literally pointed at melee units? They're just less lethal and everything else was just the same. No, I think, I think things are less lethal. Um, uh, I think the, there's, there's, there are a lot of weapons that have like higher AP values and shooting than there are melee weapons, but also the, like the anti-infantry weapons don't work on vehicles anymore. Yeah. And also their APs have all gone significantly down. I feel yeah. like, all right. um, so I think in that respect, like you can't just bolt our tanks off the table anymore and that kind of stuff, which was pretty common before, to be honest, mm-hmm. unless you're, teasing. um, or yeah, not. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Dicky, you were yeah. saying. Or I don't you know. Off. It like I maybe I'm coming from a from a grumpy place of just painting a world leader's army, and then tenth edition drops, and ooh boy, that's it's a rough uh, pill to swallow. So, Dicky, yeah. if you wanted to play melee, just go to Age of Sigmar. That's what it's for. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just move my world leader army to a Age of Sigmar game. Yeah, no problem. Sure. Disciples of Corn. Uh, Alex Chilver coming in saying there is a new, less complicated edition of 40k. It's called One Page Rules Grimdark Future. The problem is, Alex, no one wants to play a game that isn't made by Games Workshop. Also, they just don't want to complain about the games made by Games Workshop. They do. Um, I don't want to play a game with one page of rules. That sounds boring as fuck. But dude, I would win so much because I wouldn't have to remember things. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, and then Radio Free Armageddon coming in and reminding us of the uh, the beautiful past um, oh, of the Loyal Thirty Two or the Heroic Thirty Two. Danny, what was the Heroic th- or the Loyal Thirty Two? Um, the The Loyal Thirty Two was uh, was basically a it was a guard detachment. You could bring a battalion with two company commanders and then three squads of 10 infantry. It was pretty, it was really cheap and it's it got you five six, command good. points. Was oh. it six? Uh, I think it was five. You might spend one too to give them Kirov's Aquila. So you had some CP region oh, throughout the yeah, game. Too. Essentially they were a command point battery. Uh, and that's all that they did. Uh, beautiful. Let's move on to slightly happier stuff here. Uh, there's a brand new game system coming, or at least a reworked one, Legion Imperialis, uh, the 21st century version of Epic, even though that came out in the 21st century, so ignore me there. No, it didn't. What the hell am I even talking about? Who knows? I'm just excited for small titans. Danny, 
this guy's here. This was an article the 7th of July. Yeah, shake your head. I lost my train of thought completely there. Uh, seeing your <laughs> burning questions answered. Uh, the question here being, when can I buy an epic scale Primark? And them answering with, wouldn't that be something? Danny, why are people so excited to buy a Gulliman that you can't see because it's so small? Well, because they can paint it and people will actually compliment them on it, oh, I feel like. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. That's true. What units are you guys excited to see Tiny Titanized? Oh. I want to say, Dickie Angron. Angron is going to be cool. Oh, I, would you just use the old Angron epic one? Like the little red demon guy? <laughs> just, use a blood, just use a blood ladder? <laughs> yeah, just one blood ladder. <laughs> Boom. So, so wait, wouldn't I be talking about like heresy though? Like yeah. not 40k? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that makes me slightly less excited. Um, <laughs> it has to be in power armor. No, you know what I want to see is like the uh, the epic or the uh, the heresy demons made into like the small models. Oh, I bet yeah. they look really cool. The Ruinstorm cool. guys. Dickie, yeah. what are you excited for? Uh, I uh, I don't know. World leaders, I guess. I don't Perfect. know. I'm not, I'm not really interested. I got to be honest. Maybe I'm like the only one on the show that's not. Eh. That's okay. Uh, yeah. We are, all of us are not interested in one of the systems we talk about. Uh, it's just Fair. it's canon. Yeah, uh, it's a fact. I am hype about this game. I, yeah. I love Epic. Epic is such a cool scale. It's really fun to play. I can't wait to see all the planes and the Titans like on the table together. I think that'll be really yeah. dope. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, a Black Library did announce a brand new Fabius Bile book, Gene Father, as oh, is beautifully summarized in this meme here, <laughs> uh, which is <laughs> Danny. It's been a while. Uh, what are we seeing right now? All right, so we're seeing a, a, a classic meme here. A gentleman is wailing on several people in the middle of a basketball court with a chair, a steel chair. Um, one of the one of the people is down as some kind of a furry, um, and then the other person is that another furry that he's hidden? Yeah. I believe they're called mascots, right. but I don't know enough about yep, sports. So he's doing sure. God's work here. Um, we have uh, the the guy with the chair is Cesaris, which. Hell yeah. And he's beating down Fabius Bile and Call both at the same yeah. time. I, I'm excited for this mad scientist, uh, this mad scientist mosh bit, John. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to I can't wait to read this book. So all that's been confirmed so far is that it's gonna be Fabius Bile, obviously, in the book. It's his book series, but also um Call is gonna be a part of it here. Hopefully transferring some of that primaris mumbo jumbo over to chaos. Mm. Um what are you excited about? Because these other Fabius Bile books have been amazing. Um, I'm hoping that, uh, that calls or that, uh, well, cause obviously like call wants to steal from both of these people. Fabius Bile doesn't give a shit about Necrons. I feel like no, um, no, could care less. other than, yeah, other, yeah, totally. And then, uh, uh, Ciceros just wants to kill them both. So actually this meme is very depictive of what should <laughs> actually happen. Yeah. yeah. And if it's not just look at that and pretend that it did, uh, yeah. Moving on to this one here, I just I love things when they use a banana for scale. Um, <laughs> this guy here spilled an embarrassing amount of ultramarine blue on himself. You could say oh. he blew himself. Uh, what should his punishment oh. be? For Isn't he punished enough paint? already? Yeah, John? Does he have to buy a new like, ninety dollar paint? paint? Like what the hell? Yeah, uh, <laughs> ninety dollar paint <laughs> in Canadian dollars. I mean, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Uh, what 
Uh, and awesome, by the way, uh, the guy in chat just said surfs pilgrims in some pre-static models would be sick for nights. Love that idea. Thank you. His name is Mike Hawk. I love his name. Uh, that's name. We're going to leave it at that. Uh, solid. But hopefully, hopefully it is solid. It's um, a hard name for a hard man, John. <laughs> <laughs> but what is the worst paint accident that you guys have had during your hobbying time? Oh. Oh, I spilled the majority of a bottle of blue ink on myself, but also on the carpet of my parents' house. And they were very mad at me, which, to be fair, is very warranted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've done, everyone's done this. I spilled a full pot of non oil. uh, Just, just. Never spilled non oil. Really? Never even once. Yeah. I have. Not a full pot, but I spilled it. Oh, it was awful. I'm weird. not a child, but so, you know, my, not a child. <laughs> my worst one was, I just, I can't, I think it was a demon prince for death card, but I just finished painting it up and I was like super hyped for how he was. Yeah. Then I dropped him uh-huh. um, onto oh. my wet, onto my wet palette. Oh. <laughs> so he was just covered in random giant splodges of very bright color. <laughs> Very um and yeah, yeah. Dude, and then that's the worst. And then I had to try I tried to run the paint off under the tap, but then that ran off the other paint under the tap and the and it was just yeah. I was very sad uh, about that thing there. Hmm. Uh Danny, I have this next slide titled This Used to Be Legal. Uh so please discuss what we're seeing. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh so this is an old orc truck model. And it's piled with boys with Gazgul Thraka on top of it. It's important that you know that that is him on top. Yeah. And they're stacked in there in a way. Basically, the, the in Gorka Morka specifically, I don't think this was true in 40K. No. Um, you could put as many orc boys into a truck as you could stack in the truck, regardless of how you did it, and not have them fall over once you pushed it across the table. <laughs> Any that fell out of the truck would take hits and potentially be very hurt, be injured uh, falling yeah. from the truck as it moves. Depends on how far you move the truck. It was one of my favorite rules from that game. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, along those lines, what old rules from other editions, including just for Dickie's friends, third edition Warhammer, um, mm-hmm. what old rules do you wish were still around in this edition? Mm, I wish we had fourth edition terrain rules. That would be the best thing ever. Um, I would love that and be very happy. What made them so good? good. So fourth edition terrain rules were were abstract, but in probably the best way possible. You would assign each each piece of terrain had a particular height, and then each type of model also had a particular height. So if you were the same height as the terrain, you would get cover. If you were bigger than the train, uh, by one step you would get cover. If you were more than that, then you wouldn't. And oh. then if you were lo- if you were smaller size than the terrain piece, then you were out of line of sight. Oh, oh, that's quite wonderfully simple, Dicky. Yeah. Uh, what rules do you miss? Uh, 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 the null deploy my whole army. Yeah, Ooh, wait, I got something for that. Way, uh, nothing on the Thank table. you. Uh, Thank you. Just... I thought that was good. No. Why? You deserve this. As soon as John finds it, it's, it's gonna be like an hour before he pushes the. Right. Thank you. Wow. Let me tell you how much fun it was playing against like the Hammerfall Strike Force or whatever the heck it was called, and then your opponent's been like, "Yeah, I'm deployed. You don't have anything on the table." Yup. John, didn't you play that freaking Tyranid army with all the spore mines and flying models? Like, and it was also a null deploy army. No, it wasn't a null deploy army. It just it didn't oh. die. 
because I was doing back in the day, and this is something I actually wish that, that I wish they brought back was formations, yeah. but done well. Um, because I brought that Tyranid formation. I played it for a month until they fixed it, so it wasn't broken anymore. But what it was is you took a bunch of spores for Tyranids, and when they died, they just came back. Uh, so I just kept on dropping spores in the middle of the table the whole time. They couldn't hold anything, but you also couldn't go near them because you would die. Um, Disflux coming in the chat saying scatter die. Uh, scatter dies were really good. Near the model that you scattered, yeah. Uh, I don't know, Disflux. I, I really that. don't miss the three-minute argument you would have with your opponent <laughs> about what direction the line was going in. It's... Uh, that, that was always a thing. Uh, Memo Man loves blast templates. Uh, I also don't miss spending an extra 15 minutes on my movement phase to make sure my Thank orc you. boys were exactly two inches apart. Hmm. Uh, it, it was yeah, terrible. Uh, but like I said, I think if done right, um, formations uh, were, were a really great idea. Uh, and I mm -hmm. also, I really, I, I don't like list building in 10th. Really? Really? Uh, yeah. I, I actually I, really like what's building in 10th. I miss, I miss uh, detachments. And like the detachment right now is kind of like, uh, like your disinterested father is sitting drinking scotch in a chair. And you're like, can I do this, dad? And he's like, I don't care. Do whatever the hell you want. Uh, that, that just seems to be like GW's approach to like army building in this. Yeah, how many characters and, can I have? Oh, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't care. Just do whatever. points of them. Yeah. I, I like telling you. I, even though, yeah, it was a little bit more complicated when you were able to pull off like all of the units you wanted in a way that wasn't a massive CP trade, it felt really satisfying. Um, and this one here just seems to be like, I yeah, just take whatever. Simplified baby. Yeah. Not simple though. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, moving on. We're going to, we're going to wrap up here soon here, but moving on, we have the next one called build your own. Uh, Danny, what are we seeing? Um, a really out of scale space marine. I think there's no banana, so we can't be sure. Oh. Yeah, it's true. We have no frame of reference. It says except for the things in the background. There's a printer. Yeah, there's a problem. The Too poor to buy minis. Solution: Make your own minis. Oh. And then what I can only assume is a space marine who's been hit on the head uh, with a mallet, <laughs> similar to a Looney Tune. Um, but guys, uh, using your amazing imaginations, what's his backstory? Well, John, after getting hit with a Necron Gigantor ray, um, this Space Marine uh, couldn't fit into his arm anymore. He actually burst right out of it. Um, and sure so they had to craft him stupider, derpier looking armor <laughs> in order to, uh, to accommodate his bulk. And so that's why he looks the way he does. Uh, and then, Dickie, what was his fate on Algram? Uh, well, it looks I, I, when I look at his hand, it looks like he's trying to shake shake everyone's hand so maybe just shook the wrong person's hand oh maybe yeah. tried to yeah. shake hands with the sizing yeah, look at that look at the hand it's like wide it's like wide like he's wide it's coming up it looks it's amazing like, memo yeah. man keep on coming back into chat he comes in here and says instead of buying a five dollar mini use ten dollars worth of play <laughs> to get worse results <laughs> <laughs> maybe he works at a school and had free access to clay who knows yeah um I saw this one here on Reddit as well, this next one, and it took me back to the day. This was just a whole collection oh, of the different oh, army boxes that came out. I remember and, those. Man, GW used to do such a great job of pulling out army boxes, and we still see them a little bit at Christmas. Um, but, Danny, what was your favorite old army box? Uh, that Ulthway one in the top on the top row, third over. 
I always wanted that one and I could never afford it because I couldn't buy models like that as a as a young adult slash child. <laughs> Which one was it? And then we're gonna move on here. Well, what Dicky, do you have a, a favorite old army box? Uh I think the guard one was one of my favorites, actually, back in the that day. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always wanted the Ultramarine one back in the day, but I, again, I could never afford it. It seems so crazy and out of the way. And then there were, remember, they were selling the the chapter as an army box yeah. on their website for a while. Uh, that would be a cool thing. That was cool. Uh, anyway, moving on, we have this, my my new favorite conspiracy theory. Uh, it's Lisa Simpson in front of her conspiracy screen saying, GW makes false missing rules on purpose, so we keep talking and posting about their product. Danny, thoughts? Uh-huh. uh-huh. <sighs> they don't have hundreds of people making podcasts to talk about their products they no. don't have a dedicated like tv service talking mm-hmm. about their products definitely don't have an own website talking about their products there's no professional coaching teams talking about their products nope not even one just start a war and they're not pros yeah, yeah. They right. did a really i mean look, really look who they're associated bad. with yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, Coach Danny. Um, <laughs> if GW did a really great job, we'd be talking about their products. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Lisa's wrong here. I just like the idea that in GW's boardroom, which I imagine is just comically large, uh, with like just like almost like actually no, it's not. It's it's the boardroom from the original Robocop movie. Um, but just being like, what if they're just like, man, I love your rule set. This is really tight. This is definitely simplified, not simple. Everyone is perfectly balanced. We've played 3,000 games at Warhammer World. Everyone has exactly a 50% win rate, regardless of skill level. Mm-hmm. What if we made it shitter so people talked about it? Yeah, <laughs> that's what we want. We don't want them to buy our things. Let's make it bad. What is, uh, what's the worst conspiracy theory you guys have heard about GW? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've seen some really stupid ones. Um, uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I'm sorry. They're all stupid. They're really stupid. (laughs) You guys don't give GW enough credit to write a good rule set, but you're giving them enough credit to create an entire marketing campaign based off of a rule set. It's pretty dumb. Uh, but we're going to move on to our easiest new segment. Uh, I even made a little bumper for it this week, guys. Oh, Get yeah. excited. Uh, uh, it's listener wait. questions. Oh, God, I always forget the bumper. Yeah. So- In the grim darkness of the Firefly realms, where heroes rise and... Damn it's it! It's majestic. Uh, See, this is why we don't ask Dickie to, to host no, that- That's yeah. a good, that's a good bumper. I did it. It's Ooh. the newest bumper I made that's actually not three hours long. I'm very excited. And uh, it has gonna, a bumper in it, John. Literally it a bumper. We're going to jump to the question slides, which I did out of order to make it harder for Dickie. Oh, hooray. Um, this isn't necessarily a question. Uh, I just found it on Reddit, and I found it really funny. It says, I'd mentioned Warhammer's only late-night talk show, Grim After Dark. But oh. there's a danger it would ruin. it would become too popular, which would really ruin its vibe. Thank Danny, you. are you surprised that people think we would change? Um, no, no, no. How if this show was more popular? How do you think it would change? Um, we'd probably have more listener questions to talk about. I don't know. Uh, not that much. That's fair. That's we fair. wouldn't have ten minute long bumpers, probably. That's true. No, we yeah. would have twenty. Oh, we'd have bumpers. more rap songs. 
Oh, we'd have more rap songs. We would. We would. That's a little spoiler for later, but don't worry about it. Moving on to the next one here, Gannon's on her dad, the Grim Chord, which you can fi- join at GrimAfterDark.com and supporting yeah. us. Uh, the players of which Warhammer 40k army are most likely to use weighted dice and still lose? Clearly hmm. Eldar. Clearly Eldar. Oh, come on. It's Clearly. not Eldar. It was, it was literally Eldar. But the- oh, <laughs> it's <laughs> chaos. Ow, get out of here. Yeah, for sure it's chaos players. No. Uh, I mean, look at the classics. You've got, you've got Kenny on. Boucher. <laughs> oh, jeez. Let's not. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me just. We I got to. We can stop. I got to pull up the sound effect here. Uh, Free Radio Armageddon said if we got big, John would be rich and Danny and Dickie would be on strike like the Writers Guild of America. Free Radio Armageddon. Who do you think spends three hours a week yeah, writing actually, and making this shit? Because it's yeah, not actually, Dickie and John Danny. Would, yeah, it would be John on strike and we would just be sitting there <laughs> shooting the shit. So, man. I joked earlier, and I hope you don't mind me outing you a little bit here, Dickie, but yeah. I do this podcast with two finance professionals and a lawyer, essentially. <laughs> if anything happens with the show getting big, I am the one being very screwed. <laughs> Probably. Imagine that South Park thing where it's like, hey, I'm going to invest your hundred dollars, going to be, and it's gone, and then I'll end up owing uh, Val and Dickie a lot of money. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yes. Uh, Dickie faction <laughs> would most likely to use weighted dice and still lose. Eldar. It's literally. It has to be Eldar. Eldar uh, did it in the toilet. They're gonna do it again. And I'm sorry, Danny. You're a, you're clearly a cheater. I don't. Know yeah, I'm gonna have to say whatever faction I'm playing, uh, because I would use the weighted dice for the wrong thing. Uh, so <laughs> I would, would use, use the wrong one. I would use the wrong <laughs> one. Yeah, I would forget sense. which one is which. Uh, <laughs> this one comes here from Mitch. General question for the hosts: What is one army mechanic in the game you would give to an entirely different oh, army one. because it suits their lore theme design better, and why? I'll start. The Necron mechanic should go to Death Guard. Shut up. They shouldn't they shouldn't they shouldn't take damage what more. They just a terrible idea. No. We're the this next question. Oh wow. I'm using executive power to veto this. Next yes, question. This first. It's this perfect. Okay. Uh Kriegerbot Chaz, would you rather play a narrative game on Tacoma <laughs> Open or Adeptacon terrain? Oh Jesus. <laughs> and uh, he Tacoma. provided pictures. Yeah. Tacoma. Tacoma. I think Tacoma. Tacoma. Yeah, it's a perfect yeah. one. 190 uh, percent and last Pass question on last question Please. here uh it goes uh what's your favorite 40k related term to use as a euphemism tank shock <laughs> <laughs> dicky uh irresistible force yeah. oh well okay you know what good good on you for giving Oh, done it yet? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just. I'm proud of you right now. Yeah. I'm very proud of you. Uh, thanks. Thanks. I man. think mine would be simplified, not simple. No. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're gonna round this up. It's gonna be very quick, but we have just a very quick little Falcon fiction we want to do because it's gonna be a brand new episode of thing we're doing. So let's uh, roll the bumper. It's oh, like 16 God. minutes long. Sakes. One second. The bumper. Uh... In the grim darkness of the far-flung realms, where heroes rise and legends overwhelm. There's a segment that'll take you on a flight into the depths of imagination, shining bright. Welcome to Falcon Fiction, Tales Untold, where Warhammer 40... (laughs) Oh, he cut it off, that asshole. Guys, it's getting really hard to find non-Nazi-themed fan fiction for 40K. (laughs) So what I did... 
jump over to slide 28 here, the bingo uh, card. I already marked some up. I found a I found a bingo card that is just full of terrible cliches found in fan fiction. And what I'm doing okay. every week, I'm feeding two more into the Chad GPT to create the fan fiction for us. And we're starting this week. This is an alternative Horace heresy. Uh, this one is going to go with the premise that Horace isn't the war master. Abaddon still hits Horace. Sanguinius falls to anyone but corn. Spoiler, uh, the chat GPT is stupid. Uh, and blood angels fall to the red thirst. So let's see what kind of fantastic fan fiction is created from oh, these prompts. Sexual. After being passed over for war master, bitter Horace rebels against the emperor. Sanguinius succumbs to the red thirst and leads the blood angels in butchering loyalists. Oh. Abaddon despises Horus for this betrayal and refuses to join the traitors. With no coordination, the traitor forces flounder. Angron takes advantage and tempts Sanguinius to corn, promising an end to the red thirst. Desperate, Sanguinius accepts and becomes a bloodthirsty demon prince. Meanwhile, Robut Gilliman is named Warmaster and leads a systematic purge of the chaotic forces. In a final battle, Gilliman slays the fallen Sanguinius and reforms the Imperium. Perfect, guys. 100 words or less, even better. Every week, I'm going to be adding two more of these prompts to this story until it's a giant, convoluted mess. Uh, let us know in the comments what you want to add to there. Do you want to add a homemade legion that's just a copy of some canon one? Should we replace the Iron Warriors with the Feral Soldiers? Badgers. Badgers. Uh, do we have Nice Guy Conrad? Do we do a No Nails Klingon-esque Angron in there? Let's evolve this story together and just make some terrible, terrible fan fiction. Uh, beautiful. Uh, let's wrap this up here. Uh, Dickie, Danny, anything you want to add before we leave for the day? You know, John, I really have to thank you for all the work that you put into this show. Uh, I really appreciate you and, uh, everything about you. And you're one of the best people I know. I also know how much you hate to be complimented. So this is really, <laughs> it's really important to me that you, uh, you understand how much I appreciate What's, you and everything you do for us. What's wow. crazy is people at work have also found out I'm extremely uncomfortable accepting compliments and have started doing the same thing. And it's, it's the worst. It's genuinely the worst. Um, perfect. They, they found a way to make it they found a way <laughs> to make it even worse. Uh, generally, uh, my, my amazing, uh, and Scottish mother, uh, raised me to expect the worst. And then when it doesn't happen, it'll be better. So I'm always expecting the worst. And also that, um, yeah, life is terrible. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you everyone uh, for joining us here on Grim After Dark. Guys, stick around, uh, for the, our brand new outro. Um, you can find all of our socials and ways to support us at grimafterdark.com. You can become a member on YouTube. You can either sell out or show us your grim resolve to get your name on the show. Uh, subscribe to the podcast and all good services. Get an abridged version every Tuesday night on YouTube. And if you're a member, you get the unabridged, just ridiculous shittiness uh, every week uh, in our member <laughs> section too. Remember, Sorry. when your life feels like a never-ending siege and things can't get any worse, join us here and remember that it's always grim after dark. Roll the rap song. 
It's time to step into the grim darkness With nerds gather talking Warhammer madness Grim after dark, the podcast with the hosts John, Danny and Val, but they're not the most Claiming to be experts, but it's all a facade Talking about battles and dice rolls, they're all odd Trying to sound cool with their Warhammer talk But I'm here to expose, it's all just squawk Nerds, nerds, everywhere I see Talking Warhammer this, like it's a decree But let me tell you, homie, it is all just a game In the real world, homie we are not the same, so put down the dice, step out of the dark. It's time to live life, nerd, make your own mark. Grim after dark, the nerd's playground, talking Warhammer this, acting all profound. But when I listen, it's all just a bunch of noise. I love roasting nerds and their stupid-ass toys. Stupid ass toys, I wanna grab them. Put my hands around the neck. Squeeze, squeeze, warhammer, squeeze. Until they can't breathe or breathe again. <laughs> tell a friend, tell a friend, I'm out here roasting nerds again. <laughs>